Good morning, Nachum. Good Shabbos, everybody. <coughs> Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Chayei Sora. Parshas Chayei Sora can be conveniently divided into three parts. The first 20 psukim deal with the acquisition of a burial plot for Sora, Imenu, and even though the people of Ches generally, generously, offer Avram Avinu the Mivchar Kvarinu in the choices of our uh, Kvarim, of our graves, bury your dead, which means that your Sora would be buried among us without their saying it in an un-Jewish cemetery. Avram Avinu insists, thanks but no thanks. I do not want, nor can I allow, my Sora to be buried amongst you. A Jew is born differently, a Jew lives differently, and a Jew dies and is buried differently. Avram Avinu taught the concept of Kever Yisrael, and therefore 20 psukim are devoted to this very important concept, which is that the Jew is to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. And it's very important for people to know this and talk about this because today when Chas V'Shalom, there are all kinds of alternatives. And we're talking about, God forbid, cremation. We're talking about, God forbid, above ground burial. And this is something that all Jews need to know, that we are to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. The next 67 psukim of the parsha deal with the acquisition of a wife for Yitzchak. And keep in mind, a very powerful Drashos Haran, Eliezer doesn't come to the well and say all the girls come sit down I have ice cream and all kinds of treats for all of you I just want to ask you girls a question okay who believes in God so everybody gets a ice cream but it is only the ones that say ah we believe in God they are the ones that can be considered for a wife for Yitzchak. No, that's not exactly what appears in the Torah. Eliezer looks for the young woman who is a Ba'alas Chesed, one who will not only answer in the affirmative that I will give you water, but I will water your camels. Ah, if she is a good person, that is the one for Yitzchak. Why? Because, says the Drashos Haran, proper theology, belief in Hashem can be taught. But good midos, good character, that is most difficult to change. And therefore, the women of Canaan, reflective of their society, were not good people. Therefore, Avramavino sends his trusted servant to Aram Naharayim, where even though they might be idolaters at this point, 
but given their good character, that would be the proper mate for Yitzchak. The last uh, closing part of the uh, of the parsha deals with the burial of Avraham. I'd like to focus this morning on a very famous Rashi, whereby he quotes the voracious Rabbah in defining for us what the Torah tells us at the end of the long chapter of getting a bride for Yitzchak, the Torah tells us, that Yitzchak brings Rivka into the home, the the home of Sarah Imenu. Once the Torah uses that extra letter, the home, what was unique about that home? So, we're all familiar that as long, says the Medrash, as long as Sarah was alive, a cloud, an anan, was affixed to the entrance of her tent. When she died, that cloud stopped. But when Rivka arrived, the cloud returned. As long as Sarah was alive, the doors were open wide. When she died, that generosity ceased. When Rivka returned, the generosity returned. As long as Sarah was alive, a bracha mitsuya b'isa, a blessing, was associated or found with the dough. When she died, that blessing stopped. And when Rivka arrived, the blessing returned. As long as Sarah was alive, there was a ne'er dolok, me'erev Shabbos, le'erev Shabbos. A light burned from one Shabbos until the next. When she died, Sarah, the lamp stopped. When Rivka arrived, the fire returned. So Yitzchak saw that she followed the example of his mother and this is what the Torah then tells us he takes her as his wife he loved her and was comforted for the death of his mother my friends Pukhazi, take a look these three elements which the uh, Medrash highlights regarding the Bracha, Mitsuya Be'isa, the blessing found in the dough, the light which was burning from Shabbos to Shabbos, and the cloud over her tent, these three find their exact parallel in the Mishkan. We find in the Mishkan that there was the Shulchan, and the Shulchan, the Sefer Achinuch tells us, Hashem says to Klai Yisrael, make for me a shulchan, have the lechem haponim, the twelve loaves on the shulchan, and by our complying with Hashem's directive, this will give Hashem the opportunity to provide for Klai Yisrael bracha mitsuya b'isa, that we will be blessed with our parnasa with our sustenance. Hashem says to B'nai Yisrael, make for me a mishkan, 
and in the Mishkan I want a menorah that you are to light for me, I will then enlighten for you. So namely, there is that Ne'er Dovok, the <coughs> Ne'er Tomid, in the Mishkan, which illuminated, and as our rabbis tell us, was the light of Torah. And finally, in the Mishkan, as we find in the very concluding paragraph in Parshas Kudai, the Torah tells us that Anan Hashem ala Mishkan Yomam the cloud, the Anan of Hashem was on the tabernacle, on the Mishkan by day. So what you have clearly in the tent of Sarah Imenu is the beginning or the reflection already of a Mishkan. Not simply a Jewish home, but that a Jewish home could, should be a Mishkan. Now, if we take a look in the Nefesh HaChayim, in Sha'ar Aleph, and this is Perigdalid, in a footnote, the Chaim Volozhina writes regarding the Mishkan, and he says a very interesting idea, that the Mishkan comes from the Kedusha of man, namely, when an individual sanctifies himself and has Kedusha, that individual makes himself, quote, a Mishkan, a repository for the Shekhinah. And as the Ramban writes in, the, in his introduction to Sefer Shmos, that the Geula, the ultimate redemption of the Jewish people, was not when they were taken out of Egypt and was not even when they received the Torah at Sinai, but when they accepted upon themselves, Nasev Anishma, when they accepted upon themselves to observe Torah or mitzvahs, and they became Kadosh, then they, from their Kedushas Apnimi, from their inner sanctity, which they had amongst themselves, then they were worthy to have the Kedusha Hachitsoni, namely the outer Kedusha, which was manifested in the sanctuary. But where does it begin? It begins, says the Nepesh HaChayim, Rebchayim Balazhina, it begins with man. It begins with the Isorurusa Dilisato. It begins with man's efforts and sanctifying himself, and that culminates and warrants and brings the Shekhinah. Now, the truth of the matter is, if we think about it, the rabbis tell us so powerfully that Ish Isha, man and woman, Shekhinah B'nehem, Zohu, if they are worthy and they build a proper home, then they bring the Shekhinah, that Yud in the word Ish, that hey in the word Isha, which are the two letters of God's name, 
ish isha if zochu, if they are privileged to live a life of sanctity, then shechina, God's presence, is found among them. And if not, if you take away the name of God, if you take away the observance of Torah mitzvot, what do you have? You have, without the Yud and without the hay, you have Aleph, Shin, Eish. And that's exactly what happened at the time of the Churban base Amigdash. After all, as long as we had the qualities of Sarah Imenu, then we had the Shekhinah. However, when we stopped having this generosity, and there was, unfortunately, instead, that Sinas Chinam. So what happened? The Beis Hamigdash was destroyed by Aish, was destroyed by fire. The concept that emerges from the end of Parshas Chayisora is very clear. One is to look upon their home as a Mikdash, as a Mishkan, as a repository of Shekhinah, in a very literal sense, Talmidim testified regarding the late Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Ornbach, Sechet Tzadik Levracha. The Talmidim would walk him home, talk to him in learning and Ashkafa, and as soon as they came to the door, they noticed that he would forgive me, fix his tie, that he would ready himself. Now, they asked him, Rebbe, if you don't mind, what are you doing? After all, most people, when they come to their home, they can't wait to, quote, take off their tie. They can't wait to, quote, relax. After all, here comes my, quote, downtime. And what did Reb Shlomo Zalman answer? He said, I am preparing myself for the Shekhinah. The Shekhinah resides in my home. Wow! What a different perspective on the Jewish home. When a person realizes that the Shekhinah is found in his home, it's a different home. And therefore, what you bring into the home, what reading materials are found in the home, what is brought in, on the internet into the home. All that is so different when you have the proper perspective as to what is a Jewish home. By Vieira Yitzhak Ho'ohava, he brings Rift to the tent, to the very special tent. When the woman lights Shabbos candles this evening, she is bringing in the Shekhinah. And one should take a different look and appreciation for his spouse and say, wow, what a privilege, because the Shekhinah can and hopefully does reside in my home. Shabbat Shalom to all.